All right, coming up today, we have Michael Crane of the band Dead Cross. Dead Cross is a, basically a super group that in, also includes Justin Pearson, Mike Patton, and Dave Lombardo. Justin and Michael were both in the band Retox, and all four of these guys have been in tons of different bands. They're all very talented musicians. And Michael's here today to tell us all about Dead Cross, plus his health issues, the future for Mike Patton, and more. Uh, just a note on this episode, there are some distractions in the interview, but unfortunately, that's just the price of doing interviews on Zoom, so please be patient with that. Michael Crane coming right up. All right, it's fine. I saw this meme the other uh, yesterday, and it was like, podcasters be like 40 minutes into the episode. Okay, well, let's just dive right in. So I'm starting at the beginning. <laughs> saying, let's just dive right in. Dead Cross, the new album, Dead Cross 2. It's uh, not the most clever title, I got to say, but uh, the music is, uh, it's it's out there. I mean, it's all over the place, right? Yeah, it's a little all over the place. I agree. Is that how you, I mean, it's such an interest. I don't even know how to describe this to people. It's a, uh, uh, I think Wikipedia says a frantic paced mix of hardcore and punk. That's what it says. Wikipedia. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I mean, yeah, I could see that. I, yeah, it makes sense. With, I don't know about the hardcore part though. There's nothing really hardcore in our music. People use that term really liberally. You know what I mean? Hardcore to me is that, uh more like agnostic front or something like that you know what i mean like the more bro stuff the tough guy hardcore that always to me seemed to be hardcore everything else is like punk post-punk um thrash metal like there's so many genres i don't know i don't know i i'm hearing like to me i don't know i don't know how to describe it but i hear like definitely some speed metal stuff definitely some punk and then also just kind of like some psychedelic, like Mike Patton kind of stuff, like Mr. Bungle kind of weird, just like weird noises and shit and screaming. And yeah, definitely. He's got his whole own, he's got his completely own, own uh, sound, you know, he's got his own thing altogether. That guy, he's, he's a genre in, in and of himself. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. How does that work yeah. with the songwriting? Cause you, do you, I'm assuming you did a lot of the riffs yourself and then you just pass it off to Patton and he does his thing, writes in some lyrics and basically, yes, that's so with, with this band and he's explained it to me, he's, he does it. He's done it differently in, in every band. Right. Hmm. So typically he's very involved in all the writing, you know, he's like with, um, Faith No More, uh, Phantomas, I know he wrote everything, literally. Hmm. Um, with Dead Cross, he likes it because I'll I'll come up with all the riffs. Me, Justin, and Dave will jam them, you know, get a loose structure together. And then we'll pass him off the demo. And with the first record, he had no input because it was all, all already... Um, it was done, you know. That was when we had we had Gabe Serbian was our was our singer. So with the first record, he just got like finished songs, literally. Um, and then with this record, he had a little more input because we, you know, we we had been a band now. Um, um, 
so he he would tell me he's like he kind of likes that that uh he he he's really into that process with this band um because it's new for him it's it's a change of pace where he so doesn't did, have yeah how did you get him involved in the in the first place did you guys already have a relationship or did you just reach out to him or did justin know him or no dave dave reached out to him okay he's the one who had a relationship with him Dave Lombardo, the drum, yes. amazing, probably one of my favorite drummers. How, now, how did you know him then? So how it started was um, uh, Justin and I were doing retalks at the time. Mm-hmm. And one day Justin called me. Oh, and Justin had done Headwound City. He was doing Headwound City. And Headwind City worked with Ross because Cody and Jordan and Blood Brothers had worked with Ross in the past. So they had the relationship with Ross. That's how we met Ross, essentially. Mm. Okay. And uh, one day, um, Justin called me. I was, I was, I was at work and... He's like, dude, or he texts me. He's like, dude, do you want to, he's like, what are you doing tomorrow? He's like, do you want to do a studio project with Ross Robinson and Dave Lombardo? You know, and I was like, fuck yeah, I do. (laughs) And so we went in, Dave had booked time for his band film that had broke, just broken up. He had booked time with Ross. So, uh, so I guess Dave felt bad because the the project broke up. He didn't want Ross to be out studio time and money, you know, that he set aside for Dave. So Ross was like, you know what? Don't worry about it, dude. You know, just, I'll tell you what, just, just play on my friends, my friends, um, daughters, demos. I know it's a really weird story, but so then, <laughs> That's so that's that's how it came about. Um, Justin happened to be available. I happened to be available because Ross was like, All right, Justin, you play bass, we need a guitarist. And I think obviously their first choice was Cody because they had just worked with Cody. Ross already knew Cody. Cody wasn't available, he wasn't around, and so. Ross was like, oh, what about that retox guitarist? He's sick. And that's when they called me. And then so we 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 got together. We did her name is Poppy Jean Crawford. We did three or four songs for her. She did like a demo, you know. It's really good, really gothy. And um and then while we were in the studio jamming with Dave, we clicked really well. I clicked really well with Dave. I locked in with him right away. But I also grew up playing with drummers. My dad's a drummer, so I can I, I, I can jam. I know how to jam. I love and well, you're also a huge Slayer fan, though. So were you That's a little true. bit starstruck to like meet Dave Lombardo? Like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I was like, holy shit, Dave Lombardo, holy shit. And I had a Slayer tattoo, and he saw it. And he's like, he's all nice tattoo, bro. And I was like, and I started laughing. He's like, I actually drew that logo. I was like, no shit, that's so cool. Wow. That's weird. That's like mm-hmm. full circle. It is. 
It is. It literally is. And I had that same, um, um, I had that same thought. I was like, God, if my 16 year old self could see this, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it, it was fucking uh, mind blown, you know? Have you had a lot of those moments in, uh, throughout your musical career? I have, I have had, yes, I have had a few. Absolutely. Yeah. Where I was like, really, this is incredible. You know? Yeah. Not only that you get to meet them, but you get to actually play with him. I mean, cause I, I get to do the podcast, so I get to meet some really interesting people, but I don't, I don't get to create something with them. That would be a totally different level. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely, man. There's been several times where I'm like, it's like, fuck, I'm on a tour bus with Patton and Lombardo and we're going to headline a stage at Hellfest, which that was like the highlight of my, of my career thus far, honestly, that show in particular, that tour, I was like, this is, this is the fucking dream. This is incredible. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was probably like, it was in one of the big tents. So I don't know the capacity, but it was like over overflowing with people for sure. So, but anyways, for me, that was, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Patton, Patton and Lombardo, that was fucking, they've been doing that their whole lives. You know Another I mean? day at the office for them. Yeah. Literally. You know, um, I remember also this is uh, this is an interesting story. That was the European summer um, festival circuit we were on, right? So we were hitting all the metal festivals, and um, I forget which one it was. We played a lot of them, but um, that's when Patton had started to express that. He didn't want to tour. You know, he really was, he'd been doing it so long. He needed a break, a mental break. And I, I, I remember thinking to myself, why, why would you ever not want to do this? This fucking rules. Then I saw, I think it was on social media. I don't remember Instagram or something. Old pictures of like Faith No More or something. And there was a picture of him in that exact field we were parked in, all the buses, you know, like 30 years ago, like really young, you know? Wow. And I was like, what? I was like, okay, I get it. He's been this doing it a dude, long time. This dude has been in buses and in fields and, and, you know, green rooms and fucking, When I when I was fucking a, a child, this guy was already doing this shit. It just gave me perspective. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So how's he doing? Because I, I think I heard you say something about he was struggling with the physical and mental health, or is he just burned out? Or is no, it he, it, it's just more me- mental state. He just I think COVID really got to him. COVID uh, exacerbated any other underlying pre-existing stuff he had going. You know, like it like it did for a lot of people. So he's oh, just, that's interesting. So it didn't because if it sounds like if you wanted a break, I mean that would have been the chance to have that break. Yeah, but the isolation and stuff, I think, is what really. Oh, 
So he just didn't have as much access to people. No, no. Because he, no. he seems like kind of more of a loner. Like maybe like he you is. Know, a couple close friends <laughs> or a girlfriend or. Yeah. Oh, that's my dogs. Hold on. Hey, you guys. Hey, let's go play outside. Um, he is, but I mean that was on a different. Level. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're we're talking about something I I don't know. You know, that's I wouldn't be able to get into details on it, obviously, because I don't know. Yeah. So, what's the status? Then, obviously, you guys are not having any tour dates or anything because he's just not feeling up to touring at this point. Correct. That's it. So you're just doing promotion for the album. Then would you do touring with your, uh, are you going to do touring with any of your other bands? Yeah, I'm playing lead guitar and fiddler right now. So that's keeping me busy. And I have other passion projects, you know, I've, I've always got a band or two. (laughs) Then I got cowards. We recorded that album. We haven't put it out yet. Um, What else? We got another new project. We don't have a name for it yet. Um, that's enough right there. I'm trying to not do so many bands, honestly. Is music, is this, are you able to do it as a full-time thing or do you have to do other stuff on the side to help pay the bills? I have to do other stuff on the side. It depends how much I'm touring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Dead Cross is active, I don't need to do anything else. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah. So let's talk about the album. It's Dead Cross Two. So some of these songs were actually completed in 2018, right? And then others were riffs that you had just uh, collected. Since yeah, then? some of the songs were um, completed in 2018, but we rearranged them completely with Ross. He's he was very involved in the arrangements, in the writing, and yeah, the material we were short. We went through my phone and just grabbed riffs and parts and, you know, Frankenstein together, other songs and, and, and did some writing in the studio. We do that a lot with Ross. Yeah. So this Ross, I just, for some reason, I guess I'm, I'm kind of like new to this. I didn't know Ross Robinson. I'm looking him up. I'm like, Oh, this guy discovered corn, slim, bis, limp, limp biscuit and slipknot. I'm like, yeah. how have I never heard of this guy before? Like, and he must be a really yeah. good producer and arranger. He's a really good fucking producer and arranger. Oh yeah, I, I I think if you were around in the '90s and in the metal more, you would definitely know who he was. You know, but he's also he's done the Cure. He's done. He did uh, at the drive-in. Um, Sepultura. The guy's done a lot of really good. Really, really, uh, what's that one band, Glassjaw? Yeah, they're fucking incredible. He did those records, he's a badass. Does he, but because it said like he discovered corn and uh, Limp Biscuit and Slipknot, so how does he like, did he, does he find them? Like, do people send him demos and he picks who he wants to work with? Yeah, I think so. Or or he hears about a band and he goes and checks them out live, and he's like, dude let's fucking do a record. Let me do your first record or whatever. I think that's the typical, as far as I know, 
Right. Yeah. So he must have like a really strong passion for music then. Oh yeah. 1000%. He's, he's the real deal. But it sounds like a very different producer than say like a Rick Rubin, who's very like hands off and is all about the vibe. This guy's more like helping with actually arrange the music and write it. Yeah. Well, I think Rick Rubin does that too. I, I, I think they have a similar process. They're, they're, they're all about performance. Um, I've never worked with Rick Rubin, so I couldn't speak to that. But the documentaries I've seen or footage I've seen, he's a, he's the same. He's involved. Like, hey, you know, put the hat, switch from the crash to the hats there, or let's lose that part and do that part twice in, instead. Like Rick does all that stuff too. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe I was wrong then. I, I thought I saw that documentary. It seemed like he was more hands off than than usual. But I'm sure, yeah, he has to do some of those things. I, I yeah, I don't know. I've heard different things too. You know, maybe vintage Rick Rubin was more hands on. Maybe it depends on the band. Maybe it depends. True. I have no idea. Yeah, because he was but, a musician. I think at one point. I think so. Yeah, he was. So it was Ross. Ross was yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about some of the non-musical things that influenced, because a lot of this record was influenced by things that you went through, like your cancer and then mental health, the pandemic, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, pandemic, no, but I didn't give a shit about that as far as artistically. I, I had just come out of cancer, so I was, I was loving life during the pandemic. No traffic. I was fucking driving everywhere, taking my dogs, hiking every day um but yeah coming out of cancer you know um so this is the timeline 2018 we started writing you know um everyone everyone got busy um i i had my other project called punts so we started doing that. I produced that. And then I think around that time, um, Mike and Dave did that bungle record. And let's see, 2018, that was going on. 2019, okay, 2019. got diagnosed in July of 2019. Yeah. Treatments were started in October mm. and they ended Thanksgiving. Um, mm. The treatments were really brutal. I, I thought I was going to die from those. Yeah. Was it three rounds of chemo, but 31 rounds of radiation? So yeah. what is the difference with that? I don't understand two different two completely different treatments radiation is they actually shoot you with the weight with radiation okay um to destroy a, a tumor or cancerous cells and um and chemo just fucking wipes you out that that's everywhere you know that's an iv mm. takes about six to seven hours each yeah. treatment yeah, you're there. Well, for you a just while. sit there and you listen. Can you, yeah. you know, obviously you can listen to music watch or watch movies? Yeah, you can do whatever. Have people visit you. Um, 
let's see. So yeah. So anyways, um, I mean, I just threw up for weeks and weeks, nonstop all day, every day. I couldn't, I couldn't get any, I couldn't, there's nothing I could do. You know, I just lost all my, I lost everything. Um, Uh, I'm sure, okay, trying to remember, and I'm trying to keep these dogs quiet at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So then after that, so yeah, during treatments, when I thought I might die, I also, when I realized, okay, I realized I was going to recover and I was going to be okay. And I was just like, well, I don't know if I willed it, but I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not dying from this shit. I want to play music with my friends. I want to finish that record. I want to see it through. So that's when, like, when I got towards the end of treatments, that's when I reached out to everyone and I was like, let's do this. And they were like, dude, are you sure? Like how you, you're, you know, really? Are you okay? And I'm like, I don't fucking care. Let's book studio time <laughs> and fin finish the record. So that's what we did. And we started in December right on the heels of my treatments i was still sick i was still in pain but um yeah so music i mean it helped save you though this this album like really like kind of saved your life it gave you something to look forward to to push exactly it. yeah yep exactly yeah so that yeah that's what happened <laughs> and then we got together and, uh, and it was that's what made me, that's what really helped me recover. That, that's what sped up my recovery. Got off the pain meds, got off everything, you know? I just stood there in fucking pain in that studio every day and tracked and wrote and arranged and rearranged and take after take after take. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? So you just push through the physical pain because I know you have a history with uh, substances, so you have to be careful. Uh -huh. right? You don't want to get take too many pain pills because then you can get addicted and stuff. So you like you just have to kind of tough it out. No, 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 no. I I've had to take a lot of pain medication for surgeries. You don't have a choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm active in a twelve step program. I fortunately haven't had that problem yet, where I was like, oh, hooked again. You know. Mm -hmm. Just take them as directed, and when it's time to get off them, you get off them. Because you you had to get off them when you were recording, right? You had to you were off them at that point, so you just Why? had to. No, 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 no. No, I was get I was getting off them while recording. Ah, okay. Yeah. So phasing it out, so that helped you phase it out, though. Yeah, it still isn't completely unpleasant and horrible, but yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So how yeah. does that work? Like if you're a musician, like, do you have health insurance or how uh, the, like, do you I just, do. Yeah. I, I have to pay for it myself. It's private pay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's freaking expensive. Yeah. yeah and then they, do they still give you a bunch of bills or was it covered hundred percent? Uh, no, I got it all. I, I, I still had my premium. I still had a, a monthly bill, but I got a lot of charity care and, um, yeah, they were good. It was if I didn't get all the the help, 
it, it, it is insanely expensive and brutal. There's no way. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no way. Chemo and radiation are really fucking expensive. Mm. Yeah. So then you get through that. So it's cha- has it changed your perspective on life at all? I mean, it must have yeah. changed some things. Yeah, but it's hard to keep the pr- perspective changed. You know what I mean? Coming out of that, yeah, you're like whole new lease on life. Never wait, never waste. Yeah, a, a, a moment. But then you know, life catches up and bills and things, and eventually you start to the perspective starts to kind of drift a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So you, if you think no. back to but that, still, though. you know, like you could be be grateful. Um, yeah, you'd be like, try to stay as grateful as possible and, and not waste any time you have because you don't know when your time's going to be up, really. Absolutely. No, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys are able to to do some shows. Like, I think that would be... So do I. <laughs> that would be cool. Especially if that's like, that could be a thing where that could be your main uh, moneymaker at a job. Is that, that sounds like a fun job to, to tour with Dead Cross. Best job ever, Yeah. <laughs> Is that the most fun you've had in a band? Um, I don't know. I've, that's a lot of fun, yes. But, dude, I've been in bands my whole life. So, you know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. all different. All different experiences. Yeah. It's, it's, so many, you can't so like comparing apples and oranges sometimes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. Sam, it sounds like you've got some other projects that you're working on right now, too. So, Yeah, keep me busy. Do you like uh, touring more or recording and creating? They both satisfy different itches. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. I like them both a lot. That's good though, because like there's so many bands right now that just they just tour and they don't make any new music. I don't understand that. That seems like you're missing a huge piece of being a musician, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, dude, people do it all different ways, you know. For me, I like the whole. I like the whole experience. It's it's a lifestyle, the whole package. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though there's chaos, right? I mean, it's got to be chaotic being a musician. You never know. Like, are you getting the gig? Or are you not gonna, having a gig? There's dry spells, and then there's hot streaks. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You got to get used to all that. It all comes with the territory. Yeah. And then eventually, yeah. I mean, I think that's common, like what Mike Patton is going through where you just get kind of burned out at some point. I'm surprised it doesn't Maybe, happen. Yeah. But then I'm sure his fire will, will reignite, you know? Yeah. Knowing that guy. Well, yeah. Cause does it hurt his throat though? To, to scream like that? Like I would imagine, I was thinking about that today when I was listening to the dead cross, I was like, it's got to hurt to do these vocals sometimes. Like when you're just screaming, uh, I don't know for him. I can't speak for him, but I know when I scream, it hurts. I can't do that very long. But yeah. he's also he's also Mike Patton, so <laughs> true. There's that. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I know like Steven Tyler can still sing pretty pretty on point, and he's getting up there in age, and he still sounds pretty good. So there's some people who are just freaks. And some of those guys, man. yeah, some of those guys, man, are fucking great at it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. Well, all right. Well, Dead Cross 2, it's out. The album's out now, I believe, right? And people it's can, out. Make, it's, they can, can it's people out. get a vinyl copy of it too or a hard copy? Yeah, everything. Yep. Okay. 
cassette, CD, vinyl, digital. Very cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'll put the website in the show notes. Oh, and then is there a charity that you want people to donate to if they have some extra money after they buy your album? Anything that helps dogs. Dogs. Yeah, I know you mentioned that that's kind of been another saving grace besides music has been um, having dogs that helps with your like mental health, helps you deal with the world, I think you said. Yeah, 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 that's true. Okay. Yeah, they, they bring, they, they give you perspective, you know, they... They keep it real simple. I guess mm-hmm. that's the best way to put it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, I feel the same way. I, I'm a cat person, but uh, yeah, I have a cat. It's just, it's weird. I never Me had too. pets. I never yeah. had pets growing up. I wasn't allowed to. And then I got a cat and I was like, oh, this is what people talk about with pets. Like, I didn't understand it until I had one myself. It's kind of cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. All yeah. right. Well, thanks so All much, right. Mike. You I appreciate so. it. You bet. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Okay, man. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you again to Michael Crane. The new album is Dead Cross 2. It's really interesting stuff. Check it out on streaming or grab a physical copy if you like. And as always, your likes, shares, and comments on YouTube and social media help out the show and the guests so that more people see it and are aware of the episode and what the guest is promoting. So I appreciate all your support with that stuff. Also, make sure you're subscribed to the show if you haven't already. I have some really interesting guests lined up that you're not going to want to miss. So thank you for your support. Have a great day and shoot for the moon.